Hello and welcome to UMG Financials First Podcast. I'm LD and I'll be hosting these uh, short series in the coming future. Uh, my experience and a little bit about me. Um, I've been in the financial sector for over 15 years. I have a master's in finance and accounting. I also have a bachelor's degree in accounting. So let's just jump right into it. The purpose of these podcasts are to uh, help people to dif- differentiate uh, the different types of uh, incomes out there and to basically get a footing or a hold to their own particular income situation. And so hopefully with my experience that you know I can help someone out there. And but if you're an advanced person this one probably would have bored you. So anyway, uh, let's get started. Let's talk about the types of incomes that the IRS taxes. The first one is earned income. Earned income is basically any hourly wage that you uh, earn or exchange uh, your talents and energy for. That's the earned wage or salary. You know, depending on how they put you on the payroll. The second one uh, we want to talk about is passive income. Now, this one is kind of uh, there's a misconception out there about passive income. Uh, the misconception is that you don't have to do any work. Um, but there is work involved in passive income. The work is at the front end of whatever you do before as what can be considered passive income is uh, royalties. Like if you're a musician and you do uh, songs and then they get distributed and every time that song is played you get income for it. But however, the key thing that is missing in that is that the work was done up front. All the late night hours that they put in or all the practices that they put in, all that time is done up front. You know, uh, writing a book, same scenario. Writing a book, it get distributed out and you get money as, you know, the sales go. So, uh, real estate could be considered in that passive income. Basically, if you purchase the property, you know, you do all the, you know, the research on that property, um, and then you turn it over to an agent and let them manage that property. So you don't basically have any headaches from that property. You just receive income at the end of the month. They, the agent, deduct all the expenses for the month. And they cut your check and send you uh, your portion then in a month. And the next particular income is portfolio. Portfolio is exactly what it sounds like. It's um, when you buy stocks and bonds, and when you sell those, you create capital capital gains for yourself, and you're taxed between the difference of what you paid for it and at the high price you sold. And then the reverse of that, uh, you can get a write-off towards against your other uh, profits that you make. Uh, for example, if you buy, uh, let's just say, uh, Apple stock, you know, 
you know, Apple's pretty high, but let's just say usually it'll buy, you know, a share. Uh, let's say for five hundred bucks, it goes up to five fifty and you decide to sell the difference in that sale minus fees and everything, you net it out uh thirty five dollars. Then that thirty five dollars is capital gains. Uh, and when I say fees, because usually whatever uh, place you sell those stocks at, they take a fee, a broker's commission. So that's why for those out there, I was like, oh, that should have been $50 now. Um, for that sake of argument out there, just want you to know that. So uh, moving right along, um, let's talk about some other basic terms that you need to know. And that is assets. Now, assets are any property that you own that will have a current or future benefit, monetary benefit. So, for an example, if you have a car that's worth $10,000, you could either uh, sell it and get it now, or in the future, you can sell it and most likely it's going to be worth less than to ten thousand, but you still have that monetary value to it. So um, liabilities will be the second term, and it's just the opposite. It's a debt obligation that you have for the current time, or it can be future time, or both. So, for example, if you have a student loan, a lot of times those are not due while you're in school. But in a, some future time, usually six months after you finish, uh, then those obligations come due. Uh, now, a credit card is a liability. Yes, credit cards are liabilities. So, when you spend those, you obligate future income uh, to those credit cards. So, that's, you, that's a current uh, liability because it's usually due or at least a portion of it at the end of the month. Moving right along. Now here's where I want to break out. We talked about what our income, what is income. Um, but I want to get into disposable and discretionary income. Those are two other types uh, that I feel you should know. Disposable income and it's two thoughts. One is any after, once you get paid from a job, after taxes deducted, that's your disposable income. In some circles, they say all the pre tax that's taken out from uh, whatever your wage is, that's your disposable income. Now, discretionary income is. You take your disposable income and you subtract all the expenses that's due for that month. And then that's your discretionary income. So let's take an example. If you had $3,000 worth of disposable income and your total expenses for the month, which would be your rent, your water, your gas, your lights, your groceries, maintenance, etc. If all that was to come out to be twenty five hundred, then the difference between those two, twenty five hundred subtracted from three thousand, 
gives you $500, so your discretionary income for that month is $500. And discretionary income uh, is generally used for savings, um, entertainment, investments. So those are key terms that uh, you will want to know in the future. Also, another one, and this is subjective, rich. The definition of rich is to be abundantly supplied in resources, love, what have you. But just to keep it towards financial, it's basically abundantly supplied. You're sufficient, you know. And whatever level that is for you is different from someone else. So for some, you know, 250000 you know, is rich. To others, you know, I'm not rich unless I have a million dollars in the bank. So, you know, you have to, it, it's subjective, you know. Um, wealth is is the next one I want to define. Wealth, I like Robert Kiyosaki's definition of wealth. It makes sense. It's how long you can go without working and still be able to pay your bills. Now, how wealthy are you? Can you go uh, uh, two months? Is Can you go a year? Um, just using the resources that you have saved up, that you have in a 401k, what have you. That's the definition of wealth. How, how long you can go. Just paying your uh, same expenses normally. And the last one is saving. Saving is the putting away of money for future spending. That's all savings is the you know, you put away money for future spending. So whatever you allocate to that savings. So I hope these terms were helpful. I hope you take the time out to go and, you know, research them a little bit more. And if you would, if a, a good start for you is to list out all your assets, you know, your cars, your jewelry, you know, things that, you know, have a value, you know, and then list all your liabilities. And when you subtract those liabilities from your assets, the difference is your owner's equity. That is that is your net worth. And next, take your uh, income, your net income, your take-home pay, uh, and subtract all your expenses for the month. And that's your cash flow, and then all your discretionary income. Uh, so know those two. Know your net worth in financial terms, and then know your discretionary income that you have each month. Once again, I'm LD. Go over to umgfinancials.com. Check out a few articles. The site's been up for about a month. So uh, I'll see you next time. All right.